title of my message is The King of Glory. As a born-again believer, please hear me. You should be the one that gets the message right. You should be the one. The world doesn't know. But you should get the message right. We read the scriptures, we sing the songs. And still, Christmas means so many things to the Christian world. Different things. There is no way that the church and this generation will stay in ignorance. There is no external behavior apart from an internal philosophy. That means you can believe wrong your whole life. And if you believe the lie, you empower the liar. Satan has lied and lied on who Christ is. Lied on who he is and what he can do and why he came. Two Psalms you must remember, Psalm 8, Psalm 24. The one speaks about why he came. The one, Psalm 24, speaks about when he went back to heaven. Psalms 8 and verse 3, please. When I consider the, your heavens, the work of your fingers, the moon and the stars, which you've ordained, what is man? What is it about this man that your mind is full of him? What is it about this creation of yours? We celebrate giraffes and different animals and we can look at the whales and be in awe of the different kind of mammals that he made and animals that has been made. But God never came for that. He says, what is it with this man that even though he's so messed up, that he's so confused, that he dishonors you, and yet your mind is full of him. And the Son of Man, that you will take the time to come in. Visit Him. The earth is the Lord's, but He handed it over to man. So He calls it a visit. Because you are in charge. That means you can believe whatever you want. He's your God. He's your Creator. But it, you know, it's not necessarily is your father because who is this God that made all of this and that would, after the man has messed up because he's made up in the image of Almighty God, can believe whatever he wants and God's got to respect your decision. That you would still come. Instead of writing them all off, you come and visit them and you try to show them who you are. Don't miss the message this season. He says, 
For you've made him a little lower than the angels. That interpretation is a cowardice interpretation. Because the original, they could not believe that the writer would say, you made this man a little lower than, not angels, than God. Than Elohim. That you would make him that way. That you made him a little God in the earth. How is it? He says you've crowned him with glory and honor. I want to speak about the king of glory this morning. Because you've made him to have dominion over the works of your hands. You've put all things under his feet. Your trouble. Someone needs to just stamp your feet a little bit. Because when God made you, He made you for dominion. He made you to rule over your circumstances. Religion will never tell you this. Because religion is looking for a God to make sure that they can prepare to meet their God. Nowhere in the Bible does it speak about Jesus starting a religion. He came to seek and save that which was lost. What was lost? Adam lost his ability to rule over his circumstances. Genesis chapter 1 and verse 26. Let us make man in our image and in our, and in our likeness. And let them have, here's the first thing, dominion. To rule over their circumstances. The original about that thing speaks about Radha, which is a kingdom. An ability to rule over their circumstances. He never gave Adam a religion. What he brought back was the lost kingdom, not a religion. Now you can believe something wrong, the lie, your whole life. What he gave Adam was a kingdom to rule from. You sing the songs. He's a king. He's a king. Joy to the world. The Lord is come. Let earth receive her. Kings got domains. They don't have religion. Jesus never had one religious friend. All religions were against him. He never came to start another religion. I don't know what Christmas means to you. But there's the king of glories in this place. Here's what staggers the imagination of the religious people. They cannot believe that this almighty God, the creator of the universe, would come and live inside of ordinary people. This is what they're struggling with. So they'll call it anything. Happy holidays, whatever you want. They cannot compute the fact that God, who is God all by himself, would humble himself. Today you're going to get an understanding because you're going to walk in victory. You're going to walk with power. You're going to understand that he is the king of kings.
Let's consider this, this word glory. Glory means great honor. Glory is that which it's, it, it expresses itself and its nature. So, God says, you don't believe me? Religion's got no glory. Please hear me. You've got to fix your belief system. You never started Christianity. Christianity, when they said they are Christians, Christians, they were mocking us. They were saying that they little gods, they people of the way. We received it. You said, okay. But show me once where Jesus said you were Christian. He demonstrated his kingdom. Because here's the power of two things concerning the kingdom of God. There are two things that's important for you to understand. Ecclesiastes chapter 8, I think it is verse 3 or verse 4, please. If you can put that up for me. Please read, one, two, read. Where the word of a king is, there is power. That must be the foundation of your understanding and it will heal everything. All your confusion will go. Because a king doesn't have to go into a region himself. All a king has to do is send his. Kings only rule because of their words. And where the word of a king is, there is power. So God, who is God all by himself, all he did was send an angel, give them my... Tell Mary, she's going to be a glory carrier. She's going to express who I am in the earth. All she needs is a... When you get that understanding right, you'll have no confusion about who you are and why you are here. Because all kings, all kings, they put out their expression in the earth. All they want to do is express their glory. You go to Dubai, you'll find the king, and the way he's done what he's done, all his toys and the games that he plays, this is the glory. My glory. That's all they're showing you. And you will obey my word. When I say to you, no shops are open between 12 and 2 in Dubai. Every shop closes down. If, it doesn't, if it's open, you can be killed. Because where the word of a king is, so if I tell you, in the beginning was the, it's the word of the king. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word 
was God. Please put it up in John chapter 1. John 1, 1 says, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Please keep going. He was in the beginning with God. What? He's a king. And all he has is his word. All things were made through him. Through what? His word. And without him, nothing was made that was made. You don't make anything without it being spoken. It's a king's domain. You frame your world by the word of God. How is that so difficult to understand? The spiritual realm is only made up of words. You are trapped in a word world. Why is it so difficult to understand that God himself didn't have to come by himself? His word was enough. Because you can't separate the word from his, a king from his word. You remember there was a young lady that danced so crazy in front of the king? And the king said, whatever you desire, I will give you even up to half my kingdom. And she said, I want John the Baptist's head. And the king was sorry that he had said so, but he could not change his word. Because a king and his word are inseparable. Why is it so difficult for you as a child of God to understand? He never started a religion. For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government, a new government, a kingdom, was upon Jesus' shoulders. The Word made flesh. And the Word was made flesh and... Give me John 1.14, please. I need to see it. Because all kings, the only way that you can know that he's a king is that you don't, you don't say, hey, king... Where are you? He says, you don't have to see me. All you have to see is my glory. That's how he displays his, his, That's how you know him. You see his nature. And the word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld his, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. It's not hard to understand. God, who is a king, listen, the reason why if, if God wanted you in heaven, he would have made you there. Is this the year that the queen finally died? Long live the queen. Prince Charles was waiting all that time. Because you can't occupy a space if another king is in there already. So you weren't made for heaven. There's a king already in there. He created you for the earth so you can have a domain and that you can rule as a king in the earth. Are you with me today? Come on church, let me know that you're getting the message of Christmas. Let's understand glory. This New Testament word doxa is glory. It means the nature of a thing. Moses says, I want to see your glory. He says, son, if you want to see my glory, you can't be a natural man. I have to kill you because you're asking for the full expression of who I am. 
and you won't be able to find it in the earth. No one sees me and loves. My glory is above the heavens. He sets his glory above the heavens. That's what glory means. So he says, but I will show you when I pass by you. You look at the back, my back and you'll see my glory. When I leave a trail of my goodness, you will know that that is the king that I serve. Kings show what they are like by their acts. I need to say it again. Please write this out. A king loves to show his nature. For God, who is a king, so loved the world that he gave. That's an act. He's showing you his nature. Psalms 4 and 2. Let's speak about glory. You are an extension of who God is. God set his glory above the heavens. A painter's glory is left on its canvas. You want to see who this painter is? They don't say I'm a painter. They paint. And they sign it off. And even though they are dead, the painting remains. You still see the glory of the painters. Because, listen to this, wherever the painting goes, the painter goes. You've got to stick with me. It's really important to understand the glory of a thing. Because this painting, when it's up in your house, on those walls, they would ask, who's the painter? The painting is beautiful, but they want to know who's the painter. Because it's called the glory of the painter. It's expressing his nature. It's expressing his mind. It's called glory. So he shows by his works that he is the king of glory. When God made you, God made you for his glory. It means he comes and he lives on the inside of you. And he breaks everything that would bring him shame. Have a look at the scripture. How long, oh you sons of men, will you turn my glory to shame? What is the enemy's intention? To give you a religion that doesn't bring God glory. To give you the wrong message. Because when the king comes and lives on the inside of you, it's for one reason only. 
is that your life would bring him glory. Can you understand why the religious people have a problem with this? Every religion cannot believe that you serve a God like this. That the God that you serve would give you an exchange that instead of shame, he lives on the inside of you and you begin to express his glory wherever you go. Oh, you need to clap your hands just a little bit. That's why Bible says, we are his handiwork. I want to end it by saying, the reason why people don't experience the kingdom is because they don't believe. All things are possible to those who believe. You can believe wrong your whole life. The reason why people believe wrong is because they got the wrong knowledge of God. It's in your Bible over and over and over again. How is it that you would hold on to your religion? How is it? That you wouldn't let go of the religious ideas and mindset. Let's speak about the glory. The reason why people believe is because they, they don't believe is because they lack knowledge. And the reason why they don't have the knowledge is because they, it's not being preached. I've been preaching and, and announcing this message for years. How is it that you've lived long, wrong your whole life? Believe the lie and empower the liar. You cannot have faith for anything you've not heard. When somebody preaches the kingdom, let's put it this way, if no one preaches the kingdom, the people have no knowledge of it. I'm going to hold on to this. You must hold on to this message like never before. I had an encounter with God once in our sanctuary and God walked into that sanctuary. I was by myself fasting and praying for days and we had just hosted Dr. Miles Monroe and there was this massive seed in this place and the Lord said to me, son, I want you to hold on to the seed with everything that you've got because religion is going to fight you for the seed. You see what the kingdom does? It frees you from religion and their control. And that's why you know that religion never worked for you and it's not working for your children. Now you're mad that the children don't want to go to church. They're looking for the kingdom. They're looking for a place that where God is real in them. Please never adopt a belief system that does not give you a breakthrough, peace, an answer, or victory. The kingdom of God has everything to do with giving you a life of victory wherever you go. It's a mystery, but if you can receive it, you then begin to receive His word. That's why all God does is Do you understand why preaching is so important? Because all I've done is taken the word and given it to you. I gave you the king's word. 
I don't have to perform for you. I don't have to say anything except give you what he says. And what the word of the king is, he's waiting. He says, let me do it. Let, he sent his word and it healed them. All you need is a word this morning. Come on, somebody. Say, Lord, I need a word this morning from the king. Come on. Come on, come on. You're representing the king of kings and the Lord of lords. All you need this morning is a word from the king. I'm not worthy that you come under my roof. Just speak a word. And my daughter will be healed. Because this is how kingdoms work. The king never runs around to perform, to prove himself to you. All he does is, tell them I say. I have a word for you for 2024. It is the year of exaltation. God's going to lift people up that believe in his word. Anybody will take God at his word. The word of God's going to elevate you. It's going to bring you into your purpose. It's going to break through every kind of limitation. That's why we give you his word. Because it's not my word. It's his word. So watch. Please be seated. Let's end. You see, if we say he's a king, then he must have a kingdom. And if he is a king, then his word is the final authority. Because where the word of a king is, everybody say there's power. That's why he says the kingdom does not only come in word, it comes with power. When I give you his word, everything covered in faith, in word, is protected by God. You are now an extension of his kingdom. So his glory, it comes, his word is in you. You start to believe right. Now God's glory begins to manifest. As long as you believe something else, God's not obligated to sign off on your crazy. He's only obligated to His Word and to His kingdom. So if I tell you that this campus will be built in 2024, listen, and you try to do something other than that, you work it and you give me the budget. You say, I've done this for you. Am I obligated to pay for that? Absolutely not. When I say to you, go and buy me a Mercedes Benz. And this is what you... You can't come back and give me a Toyota. I'm not paying for it. Someone's going to hear me. Let's take it all the way down to your restaurant. You order the steak and they give you a piece of chicken. I'm not obligated to, I never ordered that. 
Do you understand that God ordered a kingdom? He never ordered a religion. He is not obligated to back your religious ideas. He is not obligated. If you don't align your life with the kingdom of God, you can live wrong your whole life and it's not God's fault. He ordered a kingdom. And that's the reason why the kings, they, many children were born. When the wise men came and they said, there's another king in your area, he says, kill all boys two years and younger. Why? No two kings occupy the same territory. It's a kingdom issue. He's not obligated to back your crazy. Believe whatever you want to believe. When kings come into a place, they only go all their subjects, all of their world. He puts his glory is his stamp of approval. Let me end. If you're an extension of or an ambassador to represent the king, then poverty can't be in your life. That's such a weak amen. Listen to me, please. Apartheid was man-made. And poverty is man-made. If apartheid can be dismantled, then poverty must be dismantled. You're going to have to fight this thing. Fight it like you fight a disease. It's, you are misrepresenting the king. That's why when you preach the kingdom of God, the Bible says Jesus preached the kingdom and then people got healed. Why? Your sickness is a misrepresentation of the kingdom of God. Don't tell me that your sickness brings him glory. All sickness teaches you cancer. God put, me, uh, put cancer on me to teach me a lesson. Are you sick? What kind of a parent are you that you'll put cancer on your child to teach them a lesson? What kind of a father are you? When every child is supposed to bring the father glory, my children are an extension of who I am. And anything that doesn't align with my value system, I fight it. I'll discipline you. I'll fix this thing until it looks like it will bring me glory. Now that's the same with the Father. He'll discipline you, discipline your spirit until your life brings Him glory. Your 2024 is found in Psalm 24. Lift up your heads, O you gates, and be lifted up you age abiding doors and the king of 
glory shall come in. Who is the King of glory? The Lord strong and mighty. That's the reason why sickness is not greater than the glory of God. When the glory of God rests in a place, sickness must bow. COVID must bow. Every disease must bow. Because when the glory comes in the place, it's an extension of who God is. Your life was not supposed to be a place of shame. Satan wants to turn every life, takes the glory, turns it into shame. When you come into the kingdom of God, you should not have a mental illness. There'll be sweet sleep this season. There'll be an abundant supply for every good work. Your days of having accidents are over. You are covered under the blood of Jesus. The King's word is spoken over your life. You go, your life will bring Him glory. Come on, clap your hands a little bit right now. Your children will bring Him glory. Your confusion cannot be the glory of God. Your intimidation. That's why He says, I didn't even give you a spirit to fear. Oh, I feel inferior to who? To who? You are seated with Him in heavenly places because your life must bring Him glory. I must decrease and His kingdom must increase. Did you know that your prosperity is not important for you. It is important for his reputation. You struggling to pay your bills? You anxious and worried? He says, didn't he say your father knows you need of these things? What you worried, what you're going to eat, what you're going to drink, what you're going to wear for Christmas, the table, da, da, da. Oh, you, you're worried about so many things. He said, seek first the. And all these things shall be added. No king wants you to be anxious in your environment. The throne of the king is so important. It's preserved and protected. And anybody that gets touched in that kingdom affects the king. They just send word and say, king, he can start a war. Because you are the apple of his eye. Do you understand that? Welcome to the kingdom of God. This is the great exchange. He didn't exchange one religion for another religion. He exchanged. The great exchange is that he gave you a kingdom to run from. Okay, my time's gone. The same weight of glory is now within you. When the king speaks, there's no debate. There's no vote. 
It's not up for discussion. It's not a democracy. The kingdom is not a democracy. It is a theocracy. One king, one rule, no confusion, no debate. When I tell you God's given me a vision, he speaks to me as a king. And he wants me to function as a king. Because I'm not here to debate. The world's telling you it can't be done. I'm letting you know God's going to back his vision. He's going to lift up people that will take him at his word. He's mighty in battle. <laughs> All right. Give me five things quickly. You just write them down. If you want to watch it again, you can watch. Number one, a king's word can be sent. Yes, number two, his word represents him. You can't separate the king from his word. Number three, his word embodies the power, his power and his ability to perform. Please write this down. He never sends his word without his power. And he never sends his power without his word. Number four, his word is one with himself. He puts his integrity in his word. God is not obligated to your life. He's obligated to his word. And if you put your, his word in you, then the word will perform and have power to accomplish what must be accomplished. Mary, God is speaking. I'm letting you know that you're going to carry the glory of God and you're going to be the sample of somebody that wants to receive the word. You will walk with glory and his name will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Prince of Peace, Everlasting Father. And of the increase of his government, of his kingdom and peace, there'll be no end. How can it be I've never slept with a man? The Holy Spirit, who is my power. Here's my word being preached. The Holy Spirit will come upon you if you agree with His word. She said, let it be done to me. No, you got to say it. Let it be done to me according to your word. You have sickness in your body. I go to his word. You have poverty in your life. You go to his word. You have problems in your marriage. You go to his word. You got problems with your children. You need a holiday. You need peace. You need a breakthrough. Come on, somebody, you're going to have to go a little stronger and say, let it be done to me according to your word. Because where the word of the king is, there is power. Let's have the worship team up.
When God made man, He made him for glory. Everything that God made was to be praiseworthy. When you looked at the mountains, the sunsets, the sunrises, when you go on your bench adventure, and you go and look at the glory, my daughter, you're looking at the glory of God wherever you go. What about you? When people look at you, when they look at your family, when they look at what we build, we don't buy nice cars because we want to show off. No, we don't have dinghy messed up and, and, and because we're representing the king. You were made for excellence. You were made for beauty. You were made for dominion. You were made for splendor. Sick in your body is no, doesn't bring glory to God. Broken your environment does not bring glory to God. You are king and you are priest. And from today, I decree and declare that your life will bring God glory wherever you go this December. God's going to open up doors for you. Why? To bring Him glory. He's going to lift the burden. That's why He gave you His presence and the anointing. Why? Because when they walk into your house, they're going to say, this is the glory of the Lord. When they look at you and they, wherever you walk and wherever you sit and wherever you go this season, they're going to start to see the glory of the Lord. Come on, lift your hands and say, Lord, let your glory flow and shine through my life. Arise and shine for your light has come and the glory of the Lord is risen upon you. Deep darkness will cover the earth, but the glory of the Lord will be seen upon you. Everybody stand to your feet right now in the name of Jesus. Please hear me when I say the glory of God isn't a feeling, an event, or an Old Testament experience. It's a spiritual tsunami of everything contained in the character of God. The glory, the word glory is literally translated heavyweight, meaning the heaviest, the biggest, the grandest thing about someone. It has been called the manifested presence of God. But more than just that presence, it's His power. The kind of power that resurrects, delivers, overcomes and transforms. It is greater and stronger than any other power in existence. And it belongs to us. Please lift your hands. I want the world to see your glory. Come on, tell the Lord right now. No more hidden from your church and offended and unforgiving and bitter and hating on people and can't live with people. What kind of glory is that? You're not representing the king. You're representing Satan with your, with your unforgiveness and bitterness. The world's got it. The world's got that. But you're representing his glory wherever you go. That's why we forgive. That's why we let go. So that there's no shame but glory.